I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Karaski Melvin. In the second half of this fine program, Swisher Richard George Faust sits down with Louisiana head basketball coach Bob Marlin. Plus, a Raging Cajun club has claimed another championship. But first, let's talk Raging Cajun football. Following that win at Marshall, Louisiana welcomed Arkansas State to Cajun Field. And in this game, the Cajuns busting out the black unis for this contest. In the first quarter, quarterback Ben Woolrich finding Dante Fleming. He gets in for the touchdown. And there's going to be plenty more from Woolrich. For example, 10-9 in the second, Woolrich going to go to Jacob Bernard, who splits through tackles, goes right through into the house. And then there's going to be more from there. And still in the second, Woolrich to connects to Fleming again. Fleming had six catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Now, third quarter, Woolrich finding Michael Jefferson from 36 yards. This is touchdown toss number four, and it's not done yet. Woolrich hits Neil Johnson for a score. Ben Woolrich threw for 316 yards and five touchdowns. Cage's defense didn't allow a third down conversion. They win 38-18. We really did what we were setting out to do this week. You know, we felt like we needed to start fast. Uh, to come out and give us an opportunity, you know, getting into halftime. We've been playing well in the second half, uh, but all week we talked about a fast start. You know, these guys have been hanging around in every game they've been in. So for us, it was really important to get out, get going offensively, needed to put some drives together early, go score some points. Um, you know, the defense, I thought, did a phenomenal job early in the game, giving us some short fields, uh, you know, and we could have capitalized probably even more than we did early. But uh, for the most part, Getting short fields, you know, we had the win at our back in the first half, uh, in the first quarter, sorry, and that helped. Uh, that helped us really kind of get going in the past game. Um, I thought, you know, we threw and caught the ball pretty well. Uh, our running backs and O line are starting to kind of mesh a little bit. We're starting to get in sync, uh, and you know, the ability that we have to mix it up, run and pass, has helped us a lot. So. You know, I was pleased with the way we played offense with the first group. Um, defensively, same thing. You know, I mean, they were great on third downs. Um, they contested the ball down the field. We attacked the quarterback, did a good job there. You expect your quarterbacks to play well. You know, you expect them to go out there and go operate the offense. But Ben's just done it at a, at a different level the last couple of weeks. And he's really, you know, really played great football for us. I think it's just doing my job for the team, obviously. Um, there's definitely some plays out there that I can do better on, um, just off the top of my head. But I think our receivers played great tonight. O-line did an incredible job, and our backs did an, a very good job. And Dante's a guy that we've always known is, has just got an unbe unbelievable skill set. Um, for him, his maturity is what has gotten him to this point. And, you know, recently uh, he's practiced, you know, the last four weeks he's just practiced better and better and better. And you get to the point where you're comfortable having him in there because you trust him to go out there and do his job. And he did a really good job. I just went to practice every day and work, work, get work to get better. I know my time was coming. So I just had to wait and be patient. I just had to wait and believe in the coaches and I know they was going to put me in the right position. Our, our defense, you know, I, I say it all the time. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, we had that, that stretch right there where we came out on the wrong side of things. And, 
you really didn't get to talk enough about the job they were doing, certainly, because, you know, when you're not winning, it's you got to find a way to go get the results you want. But um, those guys have continued to play better and better every week. And, you know, the thing I love about them is on the sideline when it's, you know, you give up nine points, you know, at some point before before the end right there. And, you know, they felt like they played terrible. Uh, and I think that's the that's the mindset that they have. And I think if you want to be great on defense, you have to have that mindset that you don't want to give up anything. But defensively, we knew, you know, with this week finishing, going into a five-day turnaround, you know, we had to put a, a good product on film, and we put an emphasis on that at the beginning of the week, and it paid off for us. Let's switch to soccer. It was 12 matches before the Raging Cajuns registered a win. That stretch, which had seven losses and five draws, ended against ULM last week. This week, the Cajuns played in their home finale before traveling once again. Thursday, the team welcomed Troy. 12 minutes in, Ruthie Matarin's corner kick goes through the arms of the Troy goalkeeper, Lindsey LaRoche, for the game's first goal. Now we'll move ahead to the 52nd minute. Tied at ones, Hannah Beedry's corner kick gets into some traffic. Then Elisa Abbott gets it into the net. And then about five minutes later, Maturin strikes again off the left foot this time. Cajuns win 3-1. Sunday, the Cajuns took on Appalachian State on the road. 29 minutes on the clock. Beckrin Monteith sends it in and Kate Fuller uses her head for the App State goal, the first goal of the game. And then 44 minutes in, Fuller finds the net again, this time off the assist from Stephanie Barbosa. 2-0 App State. 3-0 Mountaineers in the 74th minute. Megan Bradley would put Louisiana on the board. Appalachian State would win, though, 3-1. The toughest thing that we're going through right now is injuries. We have a lot of bodies that need to be on the court, who we look to a lot, that aren't healthy. And so talking with somebody, we need a traitor um, to kind of heal us. And so we, again, we have players playing in positions that they normally don't play in. So we're trying to figure out lineups based off of that and trying to get players healthy. That was Cajun volleyball coach Christy Gray about her team's four-game losing streak, including two losses to Texas State and two losses to South Alabama. Louisiana headed back home with a pair against Sunbelt Conference newcomer Old Dominion. We'll start with game one. The Raging Cajuns beat the Monarchs three sets to one, ending that four-game skid. The visitors claim on set two after a 27-25 after a Cami Hicks attack error. They got the first set, rather. The next three were claimed by Louisiana. In the second set, the Cajuns rattled off five straight points. That included a pair of aces by Coco Gillette. She had seven service, eight, eight rather, service aces in the game. In the fourth set, Louisiana scored 11 of the first 13 points. A Gillette kill sealed the match. The two teams then ran it back on Friday. Cajuns down a point in the first. Set will go in there. Cammie Hicks would help provide a block on the first set. Now, game is tied at fives in the first set. Lauren Hill would send over the ace. Louisiana would hold the lead for the rest of the match. Set two, Hill would get the kill to give the Cajuns a two sets to none advantage there. And then in the third set, it will be match point. Coco Gillette would shut the door. Cajuns win their sixth straight set and second straight match 
three sets to none. We have some more Inside Cajun Nation ahead for you. We look back on the water ski team, who are once again Division I national champions. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Inside Cajun Nation continues. It was Sunbelt Media Day for the men's and women's basketball teams in New Orleans. We'll start with the women's team. Louisiana's backcourt duo of Brandy Williams and Lene Wheaton represented the program on the preseason All-Sunbelt Conference team. Williams, a 2020-21 All-Sunbelt performer and preseason honoree last season, was a second-team selection. Wheaton, the Raging Cajuns' second-leading scorer in 2021-22, was a third-team choice. The Cajuns are picked to finish third in the league behind Troy and Old Dominion. Cajun coach Gary Broadhead and Williams share if the polls provide any motivation. Honestly, for us, I feel like, I guess you could say we use that motivation, but at the same time, it doesn't really bother us because, like they say, it's not about the preseason, not about the beginnings, how you finish. So for us, you know, we're just going to continue to work on ourselves every day. We're not really you know, worried about the preseason polls or anybody else. We're just worried about UL. You know, a poll is a poll. You know, it's like it's nice to be recognized and everything. But, you know, it's just going to be when you get in the season, you know, where you end up at the end. You know, I think when we won the conference, we were picked fourth, you know. So, um, you know, it's just uh, it's great for – honestly, for a coach, it doesn't bother me at all. But for the players, I like to see them number one. I like to see them player of the year. I like all that stuff. But it's really – you know, it's the season and you're playing. And I tell you what, Brandon and them are motivated. They want to win it, you know, and I can hear it every day. We talk about being champions every day. Over on the men's side, the team shows a lot of promise there. Bob Marlin's men's team turning some preseason heads. Louisiana is the preseason favorite to capture the 2022-23 Sunbelt Conference men's basketball title as determined by a vote of the league's 14 head coaches. And UL's Jordan Brown was chosen as the 2022-23 Sunbelt Conference Men's Basketball Preseason Player of the Year. He made 24 starts in 27 total appearances. He led his squad and ranked sixth in the Sunbelt with 15.3 points per game. Coach Marlin, not surprised. It starts off with Jordan Brown, you know, a possible preseason player of the year. Uh, he's the best inside player in our league, we feel like, returning. And he did a great job, made all tournament. And the Raging Cajun water ski team are Division I national champs once again. It's their third title in a row and ninth overall. That's the most national championships in school history. The Cajun club has been undefeated going back to 2019. Cajuns Kennedy Hansen and Luke Outram won the overall women's and men's title, respectively. We're going back to the hardwood when Inside Cajun Nation continues. We have more from sports director George one-on-one -on -one conversation with Louisiana head basketball coach Bob Marlin. Well, hi, hello, and welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Everyone, I'm George Faust. Pleased to be joined by the head basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns. It's Bob Marlin and Coach Marlin. Thanks so much for the time. Again, always a pleasure when you uh, stop by and, and talk to us about some hoops. Yeah, look forward to it every year, George. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's upcoming. Uh, practice has started now. The last time we talked to you, that hadn't happened yet. Uh, what do you like about the way practice is going and, and how the guys are uh, responding to, to what you're asking them to do? Well, we're fortunate enough to go on a uh, 
tour this summer and went to Puerto Rico in August, and that was a big benefit. We were able to get guys game experience. We played three games there in Puerto Rico against uh, a second-level pro all-star team. Mm -hmm. And it was a great experience for our young men. And then coming back, we gave them a little bit of extra time off because we went deep into August. And they've worked hard this fall. We've had a really good fall camp to, to date. We're three weeks in of six weeks. And uh, I was telling a friend of mine this morning, might be the best three weeks we've had, definitely one of the top two in the last 12 years. And that, that's impressive. That says a lot. To, and when you look at this team, you have some guys on this. You got, you got a, some experience coming back. I mean, I, I looked at the roster just a few minutes ago, and I, I was kind of, you know, Greg Williams is a senior. You got Jordan. Uh, talk us about some of these guys that are on this team that uh, people can expect to, to see and hear their names uh, being called. Uh, it starts off with Jordan Brown, yeah. you know, a possible preseason player of the year. Uh, he's the best inside player in our league, we feel like, returning. And he did a great job, made all-tournament. And then you have Greg uh, Williams, who made all-tournament last year, really stepped up for us and did a good job there. And Kobe Julian was third-team all-conference last year. He didn't play in the tournament due to injury, and we'll have him back for conference. So those are three good all-conference candidates for us. And, you know, Jalen Dalcourt's back uh, for a, uh, another year. And Jalen's done a good job for us from Lafayette High. And uh, Joe Charles is doing a great job returning. Uh, Mike Thomas has improved. We went out and signed a couple of guards. Chancellor White early last year. Vince Sagona in the spring. Themis Fulks in the spring. Themis was a second-team JUCO All-American, a really good player. And then late in the summer, George, we picked up two guys we think were crucial. One was Kyron Ratliff from Booker T. Washington in New Orleans and uh, Sean Dumas Academy. And he went in, but he reclassified back to 22. He'd gone to 23 and came back, and we were fortunate to be his first visit and, and get him locked down. And he's 6'8", right at 200, and has a bright future. And more importantly, we picked up a grad transfer from Jackson State that we're high on, uh, Terrence Lewis, a guy that we'd recruited earlier, and he had a really good season last year in conference for those guys. So. We like our team. We think we've got, got depth at both spots or, or, or two spots at all, all five positions. Now we've talked about, you know, when you make those trips, those summertime trips, that things seem to work out pretty good for you later on. Obviously, there's some chemistry issues that you can kind of mend and gel and, and guys get to know each other. And Is there another benefit to doing, doing a trip like that? Well, used to you get 10 practices that other teams don't get in the summer because we used to not be able to practice in the summer. But now it's easier uh, uh, to, to get the practices in. So everybody gets those in. But just the camaraderie, uh, traveling to a foreign country and uh, being a little bit uncomfortable, try to get comfortable in that environment. And certainly the games helped. Uh, we did some off the court Exercises as well, Oliver Houston, our strength coach, had the guys doing yoga every morning and stretching early morning. And uh, B.J. DePlantis, our trainer, had, had a couple of guys, Kobe being one of them, in the, in the pool running, rehabbing their knees. Uh, we went zip lining, paddle boarding. So there was some activity outside of basketball as well that, that should help. 
well, when you look at the schedule, uh, I think we talked about it uh, uh, last time we, we sat down and chatted, but uh, you've got some, you got some fun teams that you're going to be playing, and, and obviously Texas. you got uh, the conference schedule, which you kind of alluded to with Southern Miss. That, that's kind of an interesting dynamic game because it's a, kind of a regional rival, and now it's a conference game. Uh, just talk about the schedule and, and what you like about how you've set up this year's schedule. Well, we're going to open with Centenary at home on the 7th uh, of November on a Monday. And then on Friday, we'll play in Asheville, North Carolina, in a tournament uh, against Harvard. And Tommy Amaker is a the coach there, the former yeah. point guard from Duke who won a national championship, former head coach at Michigan, Michigan. really good, yeah. good coach. And that'll be a good opportunity for us. We'll have a day off in between George. And then we'll play on, on Saturday, winners and losers play. The other game is Elon and East Tennessee State. So we're going in with a mindset to win this tournament. Both games will be televised on ESPN uh, platform, and that, that's a start. We come back home and we play Louisiana Tech that Thursday here. That game's traditionally been the Saturday after uh, exams in uh, December. So now it, it's moved up and we're going to play. They, wanted, they requested to play earlier to get in an MTE for them. So we did that. Uh, then the following week, we're going to SMU, yes. play there right before Thanksgiving. We come home and then we go play Drake at Drake uh, and come back home, play Loyola of New Orleans, who is the national defending national champion. champions. Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're good. Their coach left and a couple of their players, but they. Where'd he go? They reloaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he went yeah. to Ole Miss yeah. as an assistant. Stacy <laughs> uh, did a great job. He's a good basketball coach, and, and uh, I was excited for him. Uh, but after that, we, we play UNO at, at New Orleans. We, we go to McNeese this year, uh, and then we'll, we'll go to Texas. To, to wrap up the, the non-conference portion of it. And then conference is going to be exciting, too. We yeah. opened, unfortunately, with six of eight on the road. Hmm. There are only two of the 14 teams that got that honor, and we, we were one <laughs> yeah. of them. James Madison, the other one, and both of us, I believe, are going to have really good teams. So it would be interesting to see how we get through that portion of the schedule. And then the Southern Miss, George, is interesting because we tried to play those guys for years, and Jay Ladner's a friend. He was at Southeastern Louisiana, did a great job there, right. and uh, goes to Southern Miss, and we wanted to wait for a year or so, and then we finally agreed to play two years ago, and COVID wiped that game out. Mm -hmm. It would have been here. So last year, we go to Hattiesburg in the second game of the year and win, uh, and then they return the game the next year, and it's a conference game. <laughs> so we lost a home game, oh. in essence, by them joining the conference. Uh. Well, I guess, you, but at least you're playing. I think that's a good little rival game that yeah. can, can, can kind of butt up. Don't go away, Coach. We're coming back. We're going to ask Coach Marlin a, a little bit more about uh, this upcoming team uh, for the 2022-23 season. Uh, we'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Still joined by Bob Marlin, the head men's basketball coach for the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And Coach, uh, when we talk about uh, um, longevity in a career, you, you and I kind of can talk about that. I've been here 20 years, and you've been here thir in, in Louisiana at UL for 13 uh, seasons. It, it just what, what have you learned 
in that 13 years, in those 13 years, about maybe the, the, the culture or something that you didn't know when you first got here? Uh, is there something that you can kind of tap on and go, man, I didn't know this and I'm really glad I know it now? You know, it's a, a unique place and yeah. driving through for years on I-10, stopping occasionally to, to go to the Cajun Dome, watch a uh, top 28. High school, yeah. You know, sure. But I've done that a couple of times, but really never explored uh, south of yeah. I-10 yeah. very much and uh, passed through here many times on the way back, taking 90 and go down Ambassador and take 90 <laughs> to to Nickel State when we used to play gotcha. that. So we'd, we'd driven through here many times, but uh, just a unique and special place. The people are super passionate. Uh, the, they, they love the Raging Cajuns. The culture is unbelievable. I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody loves music. Everybody loves to eat. They love to get together. Uh, and I thought COVID probably hurt the Cajuns as much as anybody. And so, but it's been a, a great situation here. We, we've had some improvements to the program. We're still making improvements to get caught up and we're looking forward to the future. When you talk about uh, the, the culture here, I mean, that, part of that, I'm, I'm curious to know this as a, as a basketball fan, what kind of talent, because you've been around, you, you've seen a lot of different uh, areas of high school talent and, and what goes into college. Is this, this area seems to be pretty rich with some quality basketball talent. Is that, is, am I reading that right? Yeah, in Acadiana, occasionally there's a, a really good player. I mean, a, a high major player, a guy that we really need on our program. There are some other guys that, like Jalen Dalcourt, went off to, to play junior college and then went to, it wasn't a fit for us. And then after a year at San Jose State, it hmm. was a fit for us and we were able to bring him back. So timing's everything mm -hmm. uh, when you go about players. And uh, just found out yesterday, George, speaking of that, Corey Davis, uh, Jalen's brother, hmm. you know, signed with us and then wound up going to San Jack to play for one of my former coaches and players. and. We were on the fence whether to bring him back because Frank Bartley was in that position and was excelling and wound up being the Louisiana Player of the Year senior year right. and uh, on a 27-win team. But those two guys are playing together now huh. in, in France, which is uh, quite quite a special <laughs> deal. Yeah. Uh, but there are some good players. Joe Charles won uh, that, that we recruited early and we're fortunate enough to, to get a commitment early from Joe. We think he's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, and one that we just lost to the seminary, Carter Domain. Uh, we, we thought right. the world of Carter, and uh, we, we certainly have missed him this fall. Absolutely. And so when you, when you talk about uh, this upcoming season, obviously you set goals and you, you kind of have those kind of laid out for, uh, for your team. How do you approach that with, the, with regards to, hey, here's what we want to do? Because I know coaches a lot of times just do your job and, and – what will happen, we will look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. Don't look at it right. Is that how you approach this with goals as well? Uh, we set the goals and, and we just kind of hit the ones as we come across through the season? Absolutely, and it's uh, the old one game at a time, right? But <laughs> right, sure. we have goals and standards that we try to reach every game, offensively and defensively. We know we've got to be a little bit better defensively than we were last year. Second half especially, we lost some games that we – 
uh, felt like we should have should have won at least half of them. We lost two or three in a row a couple times, and it really hurt us. Uh, but we played our best down the stretch. But we have goals for sure that we're trying to reach, and, and our goal is the same every year. We want to go undefeated at home. We want to uh, win our conference championship, win our tournament championship, and win a couple of games in advance of Sweet 16. Good stuff, Coach. Well, hopefully all that happens. The trip that's going to bode well. I know we're going to, we're going to be talking about that at the end of the year where we're like, all right, hey, the Cadens are in it here. We're, we're rolling. We're Sunbelt champs, NCAA tournament. Let's do it. I, it's been a while. So we need to try and get back. I, I, I need a trip. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. We were close last year. You yes. know, we, we had a great yes. run and, yeah. and a lot of things going on with me personally during that time, but we, we were able to, sure. to, to get to the championship game and just get lost to a team that, Played better than we did that night. A bunch of super seniors that returned to win the championship, and they did. Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for the time. Always appreciate you stopping by, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.